We want to welcome you to the New Song Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs. We love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com. Thanks for listening as Pastor Stephen Hibden shares an encouraging word of God's love. You know, I want you to look at this next year and plan, plan, now that January is almost over, thank the Lord, although I guess God created January, it's beautiful i love january but now that it's over make sure that you're working together with god going into this new year you might not even know the answer to this you might be working against god without even realizing it at times sometimes we work against god and we do realize it we know yeah yeah that's me i worked against god this is what i did (laughs) sometimes you're like i'm not sure am i work i feel like i'm working against him because it's just not Things aren't just coming out the way that they should. Let me give you a little test um, to depress you <laughs> or, or <laughs> convict you or something. Um, test that might know if you are working together with God or against him. Ask yourself these things. Do you ever feel burnt out? Are you tired? I'll, I'll do it slower, read it slower. Are you unmotivated? Maybe unmotivated to take care of yourself. You might take care of others, but do you take care of yourself? Are you like, are are relationships um, having hardships? Maybe family relationships, maybe friends, maybe those at work, having some hardship there. Um, You know, um, there's a scripture that says, um, you're not, you're not, you're wrestling. Yeah, you're wrestling. You're not wrestling against me. God's not wrestling, wrestling. You're wrestling against flesh and blood, against people, against relationship. And if those get in the way, it'll make you get upset with God because it's not a struggle against flesh and blood. It's a struggle. The enemy is, will make your relationships messy. And when you're not working with God, um, let me get back to it. Our family or other relationships having hardship. Is your performance at work suffering? Is your love, joy, or peace lacking? You find yourself loveless to people, like reading through Facebook or, or um, just walking in down the aisle at the supermarket and you just don't love people. Like, oh my gosh, that person, oh. You roll your eyes and you just think all these mean things, right? You find your peace lacking. You find your joy lacking. You're supposed to be joyful. You know that? You're a Christian. You're a Christ follower. The anointed one is inside of you. You should be joyful. If you Do you lack motivation to worship? Maybe you come to lack motivation to even show up for church, and when you come, you don't feel like worshiping. Maybe if you answered yes to any one of these, you could be out of sync in some way with your creator. You notice I added in some way so that you're not offended. You're out of sync with your creator, okay? You're not working together with God. The solution could be as simple as, um, oh, you need to exercise. You need to eat better. You need to sleep more. Um, That could be. That could be the solution, and that could take care of it for you. It may not be even, even a spiritual thing, or it could be a solution that's a little bit more complicated. And regardless, the answer to um, feeling these things is lies in the word together. You must work together. The cross, I love it. You must work together. You must work together. All those on podcast, 
You didn't see that, those thousands listening. You didn't see that, so you have to come if you want to see what we're talking about here. Um, I want to uh, talk about working together with God, not against him, and I want to entitle this message, Weekdays, all right? Um, spelled a little bit differently, but weekdays. I don't I know how to spell weekdays. But Lord, we thank you for this remainder of our time together. Lord, I thank you for this church of people who love you. I thank you for all kinds of, we're just like all kinds of people in this group. There's so many uh different groups that come together and it's just beautiful that's the way the church is supposed to be we're supposed to come from all different kinds of walks of life and come together to worship you we thank you for this time we thank you that we are in the heart of the world the springs of colorado lord we thank you for this great city and sometimes we curse our city but today we want to say thank you for the city that we live in Lord, I pray that you would let us be a light in this city in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. 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 Open your hearts to the scripture that God is going to share with us today. And I say God because if it was just me, then it's just not worth coming. It's just not worth coming. But as you um, probably know in my life and Cynthia's life, she is um, serving with kids today. Or else she's there and I just can't see her. Or she's... Um, I'm a pretty good husband, so I can say that without her here. You know, I'm a pretty, 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 pretty good husband. Um, I do a fair amount of things around the house. Uh, I do a pretty, pretty good job uh, with cleaning. I do some, I do the, I do all the dishes. I do all of that. I often do laundry, and that's not part of what I'm talking about here. But um, there are times I don't. Get, I'm not so hot with what I do. I'm hot, but I'm not so hot with uh, my <laughs> work, my work at home. And um, believe it or not, um, Cynthia might have to get on me. I could be in a rare funk, and it would be a very rare funk for me not to be on, <laughs> you know, as a husband. And uh, most of the husbands w are with me on this because we pretty, or any, any man in the room, let's just cut out the husband. We're pretty much always on, right? Like, very rarely do we ever do anything wrong. I mean, our attitudes are always right. We never, no one ever gets upset. No one has a reason to get upset with us, right? Um, I look across the room, and I feel like you, the men think I'm, like, serious right now. They're like, yeah, that's right. And the women are like, oh, my gosh, what is this guy? You think I'm serious, too. You're like, you have no idea. Do you? Yes, I do know. I do know that that's not always the case. But... The rare funks I get in, if I do get into one of these, happen to at times. Um, I did this last week. And um, I didn't feel like um, working together, you know, doing it, just being apart. I didn't agree with the way thing, what was going on. I don't know. Uh, I do know, but let's not get into it, okay? You're not my psychiatrist, okay? So <laughs> get over it. Um, and um, she says to me, she says, she says, Stephen, honey, blessed husband of mine, um, what's your problem? <laughs> That's what she said. She says, what's your problem? Would you get over it already? Like what? It, like, and she didn't even know what I was mad at. And as I do, when she says that, and as most men do, we immediately change because when someone says to us, what's your problem? That doesn't cause us to be defensive at all. Like. Oh, well, let me humbly forgive, ask forgiveness for my 
wrong ways of doing things. And yes, I have changed. And then I moved on, right? I moved on. It might have taken longer for me, maybe longer for some of you. Or maybe for me, I just immediately switched gears. And what's your problem? I will change my honey, my sweet, light, loving wife. And um, so um, anyways, I, my point is that there are days that I am weak. There are days that she makes me better. My wife makes me better. Your roommate, your friend, if you have a good friend, they will tell you, what is your problem? Would you get over it already, right? And um, they may even use an expletive if they're not a member of the church. And maybe you need to hear an expletive at times. What is your problem, right? And, um, and I changed. And um, having a weekday, sometimes people help you be better. Others together help you be better. Um, that's what God does for us. And I want to ask you a question today. What does your weekday look like i know what your sunday looks like if you're together in the body of christ but um and it's probably good but what does your weekday look like what is it what does it look like when you're not at church are you working against god or are you working together with god god loves us too much i want you to know he, he loves you too much to let you have too many weekdays like my wife loves me too much to to let me get away with it and she'll say what's your problem and i think god would say to some of us today what's your what's your problem like i love you i want i want to help you and i'm so thankful that there are many many stories narratives real true things that happened in the word that's what the bible's for to help us to relate with our lives to point us back to god to point us back to jesus and there are many stories in the bible and that that show us that weak people ended up becoming strong because god intervened and one of them is jonah he's the ultimate like a uh, sinner that we look at like, oh my gosh, Jonah, what a loser. What is he doing? He ended up getting eaten by a whale because he was so like messed, like not working together with God. And I'm thankful if God can work in Jonah, he can work in your life. I'm not going to point at any specific person. He can work in my life. I am thankful for that. Jonah 1.1, we're going to look at just a little bit of it today. <clears throat> says the word of the lord came to jonah and i hit on this last week that i am thankful that the word of the lord speaks to us in the day we live in there was a long time where god stopped speaking between the old testament and the new testament and now god is speaking to us all of the time and i would think the lord would say to some of you today um put your name in the place of son of amittai jonah um it could, whatever um whatever your name is son of whatever god is speaking to you today that's a great thing for a preacher to say but it's true speaking to me well i i haven't i haven't been to church in 20 years well i haven't i i i, I talked to i talk to god every week but i don't i don't ever feel like he's really speaking to me can i encourage you today that if you feel like your direction your 2020 sight is kind of blurry you remember when we talked about the blind man who's walking and jesus touched him jesus touched him and then he said what do you see and he said i see but it's almost like the people are trees I, I can barely see them it's still blurry can i tell you that god wants to touch you he wants to speak to you and make your sight clear in this new year as you fear god with all of your 
Yeah, <laughs> okay. Rear. <laughs> Anybody with me? I have, have you may even feel like um, there are times that God speaks to you more than others. And I would say to someone today, God is arresting you on this January 26th, is it? It's definitely not February. It's still January 20-something. God is arresting you in your tracks, and he's saying, listen to me. I want to speak. I want to speak to you. The word of the Lord is coming to you, my sister, to you, my brother. Be encouraged. One of the benefits of when you work together with God is he speaks to you. He doesn't just leave you blind. He will speak to you. You work together with him, the word of the Lord will come to you. And by the way, the word of the Lord, Jonah didn't listen. And in Jonah 3.1, it also says the word of the Lord came again to Jonah because Bill wasn't listening the first time, so he had to come again to him. Verse 2, verse 2, Jonah 1.2, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because go to the great city of, um, what would we say, Manitou Springs, right? <laughs> go to the great city of Colorado Springs and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. Jonah's next step was to go to Geneva, or to Nineveh, or Geneva. And can I ask you, what is your next step? What are you supposed to do next? Oh, that's awkward. I'm going to just wait and listen. Go ahead and raise your hand and tell me your next. No, just kidding. Think about it. What is your next step? Jonah's, Jonah's the word of the Lord came to him and said, go to, go to Nineveh. I struggle sometimes. I can't hear what God is saying next. Like, what do you say next, God? And the truth is, he is waiting for me to do what he said first. So I want to I submit to you today, maybe God's asking you to do something really cool and amazing. He's got this plan for your life. Like, oh, I can't wait to see the plan unfold in my life, what he's going to call me to do. I'm going to be this amazing singer or preacher or doctor or whatever and but the thing is he's still waiting on you to do the first thing first sometimes we can't hear the next step because we didn't listen to the last step i've been there i've been there the first step could have been as easy as um would you just show up to church already would you just would you just um open your bible you don't even have to read it just open it up do one of these things right I don't know if that's good to do, but I don't think it's bad if you don't even do anything. Do something like that. Maybe God's asking you to, um, um, here, here's one, come to men's retreat. And you're like, I'm not going to that men's retreat, right? Maybe that's not it. I'm not necessarily saying that's the word of the Lord to you. Maybe he's asking you, you come to our fight club. We have this fight club every Monday night at 6 o'clock, and we fight for our right to have freedom. And maybe he's called you to this, and you're like, why can't I get over this? Why can't I get to this next step? Because you haven't done the first step. Maybe he's asked you to start tithing. Maybe he's asked you to just stop being so addicted to whatever you're addicted to. You know, there was a story in the Bible, and David, um, I think it was David, and, and God, and he did something. Maybe it was Saul. Um, I'm not preaching about this today, so don't get, quote me on this. But I do know he said this. It is better to obey me than to be worshiping, just worshiping, sacrificing, doing the laws that it says to do. I would rather you just obey me. What she's saying, what she's saying here is, um, yes, it's nice that you look, you look good with um, some of the things you're doing, but would you just obey me in those little things I already asked you to do that you haven't done yet? Obedience 
is the way. There is no other way to be happy in Jesus, to trust and obey. Maybe the first step for you is that he asks you to stop looking at pornography on the Internet and you keep doing it and you're wondering why he hasn't spoke to you next. Maybe the, the next step for you is that he's asked you to fast one day a week, just one meal a week, just one breakfast a week, just one dinner a week because I have something I want to speak to you, but I'm waiting for you to be obedient to me. Until you listen to the first word, he may not give you your next instructions. Verse 3, Jonah ran away from the Lord. Oh, that sounds familiar to me. Doesn't it sound familiar to you at times? He's giving you the word, and you say, no, thank you. I will run away from the Lord. Jonah starts running, and he goes the other way, headed for Tarshish. Who knows where Tarshish is? He was supposed to go to Nineveh. This is what it's like. When G God asks you to go to Manitou Springs and you head for Los Angeles, that's about how far it was. It was like 2,500 miles from the other way from where God is calling him to go. And, um, and it says that he went down, because usually when you're running away from God, it's down. <laughs> down where he found a ship for, bound for that port. After paying the fare, he paid a fare because um, when you do something, I've heard this somewhere, I didn't make this part up, but when you do something against God, it usually costs you something that you didn't want to pay. He paid the fare and went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Oh, you loser. Come on, Jonah. A storm a storm doesn't always hint that you are off track. But can, um, can I say that I skipped to the second page and I'm still here? <laughs> Not only did Jonah ignore God, he paid money to go the opposite way. Isn't it amazing? I just want to ask you this simple question looking at Jonah th uh, 3, 1, 3. Isn't it amazing how dumb people can be, right? And I'm off the record, I'm not talking about you, but aren't people dumb? Like sometimes you look at people and you're like, just be smart, just be a little bit wise, Do use common sense, and sometimes just listen to God just a little bit. Look at Jonah, he's, getting sp he's being spoken to by God and he's not listening. And then after I think that, I realize, oh, this story of Jonah is um, supposed to like, remind me of myself and then I'm like oh I'm the dumb one I do I do that oh I don't like this story anymore right we are Jonah all right don't think you're the guy take driving the ship that Jonah's on you're Jonah and you do this at times and you need to realize for crying out loud when God calls you when God speaks to you that we need to listen are you there right now are you running away from God maybe you Maybe you're starting to run away. Maybe you're starting to turn away. Maybe it's in a little area. It's just a small area of your life. But God is always calling us. Listen, if you hear nothing else, this is the only thing I wrote in and pinned. For, I heard it this morning when I was coming to church, and it, maybe it wasn't from, yeah, it is from God. God is always calling us to deeper obedience. So if you, if you say, well, I'm, I'm obeying here, 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 here. Here's my checklist, so thank you. Good, good job, me. He's, you know what he does then? God doesn't say, oh, great job. We'll just rest and relax and live your life. He says narrow is the way that leads to heaven, and he will call you to a deeper obedience. And there are areas of your life that you're not being obedient, as obedient as you can. 
and you wonder why um, you're not seeing the fruit or you're not seeing it feel like you're working together with God because in some area, I hate this part, but it's true, some area you're probably working against him. Oh, think about it. Where is that area? I'm going to put that out of my mind because I don't want to think about that, but it's true. Verse 4, I got ahead of myself a little bit, but I said, verse 4, it says, Then the word of the Lord came, uh, word of the Lord sent a great wind, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to sink. It was a bad storm. It wasn't just a normal, everyday storm. These, these sailors were getting worried, like, where did this come from? And all the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God. You know, these guys were sailors. They, they're used to this. I don't know if you ever watched the show um, Deadliest Catch. Is anyone in the whole, the whole room? Is there one person? Yes. Yes, I see that hand. I see that hand. need to repent because there's a No, I'm just kidding. These sailors, they know bad storms. This was one that they were like, what? This is like a God storm. Like, let's pray to our gods because this storm is messing us up. And they started throwing stuff overboard because they didn't want to sink. And can I say to you that a storm might come in your life? And I'm tried, I try to be careful with this whole thought process because I hear pe Christians, followers of Jesus will say, Jesus made that happen in your life. God made that happen. And then we come to church and we sing, you're a good, good father. Well, what the heck? What the heck? Then what the heck are you doing? I don't think God causes terrible things to happen to people, but I think there are times that storms may show up. Um, I'll just say it like this. There are times in my son's life, he's 20, I think, around there. He's in college. He calls me on the phone. He says, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to pay my bill this month. What am I going to do? Well, do you know what I do? I take away that storm. No, sometimes I just say, okay, wow, that sucks. Noah, I don't know what to do. You need to trust God. Are you tithing? No? Well, <laughs> that's your problem. You're <laughs> stupid. You know, I, I don't say it like that. But, and God would speak to us way more nice, but... I just let them ride out that storm sometimes. And then guess what I hear uh, a couple months later? You know what? Um, I ended up paying it. And uh, guess what? I just got this subscription to Disney+. Plus. It has bar Marvel movies on it. I'm like, oh, you have money for this now? Yes. Because um, he he, he's starting to understand that God was blessing him. And he went through the storm. Sometimes God will allow some storms in your life. Now, Noah, Noah is another story. That's my son. But Jonah, another Bible name, He's, he's in the storm, and it's not from the devil. The storm didn't come from the devil. Can I say to you today, maybe your storm didn't come from the devil. I'm trying to be careful, you know. I talked about how God's a good God and all this, but there are times that he's going to let you write it out and say, are you trusting me? Do I need to send a whale to pick you up, to swallow, to get your attention with what you're going through? Right? He, he sent the storm in Jonah's life. He loves you too much to get you too far away from him before he will allow certain things. Um, 
Maybe he's doing that for you today. Maybe, maybe you're going through something. You get, you'll get through it. God's, God's got you in this. Maybe it's a storm that's not from God. You know, God's got you in that too. He's got your back. He's going to take care of you. He is the God of all storms, whether they were made by him or whether they just uh, arose in your life because the devil did something. Maybe you did something to cause it to happen. God is the abundant God of grace and mercy to you. He will give you the word of the Lord will come to you in Jonah 3, 1. The word of the Lord came again to Jonah. He will continue to speak to you until you listen. There's a scripture in Lamentations, one chat book that we don't listen to very often, but I think it says right in the middle of Lamentations, his mercy to you tomorrow, Monday is new. And Tuesday, it's going to be new again. He's not going to bring up, oh, I remember what you did. And that's why I can't give you this next word because it was going to be really great, but I'm taking it away because you messed up. No, God's mercy to you the next morning is new. Every morning. But Jonah, verse 5, because when God calls us to obedience, our first reaction isn't always to come to him. Oh, Jesus, as, as my wife, uh, if, my, if she calls me to obedience, if she says, uh, what's your problem? <laughs> my, my first reaction isn't always humble. You know, I was making a joke earlier that I changed immediately. Often our first reaction to um, a storm or when God's calling you to deeper obedience is, the cross. Oh, I don't where the I can't say this. I don't want to hear from you right now, God. Right? Jonah was off was like this. It's what this is what Jonah did. Jonah five, it says five B. Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. Dude, you're falling asleep when God's calling you and these people are dying in a boat. Have you ever just laid in bed and just like didn't want to get up like like you want to just go eight more hours and just lay in bed because I do not want to wake up to what I have today to do I am on a boat I know I'm on the wrong boat I know I'm going the wrong direction I'm not even going where God's called me it may be slightly off course and I'm just feeling weak <laughs> I'm feeling weak on this weekday and I will not get up because I can't handle it I, and the truth is I'm not working together with God, so I'm going to sleep. So I understand Jonah wanted to sleep. But I don't know if, was, if it was because Jonah was tired or if he was more overwhelmed or feeling disobedient. It was probably because he knew that he was doing something wrong. Jonah was dumb, like many of us. Um, have you ever noticed that the vision God will lay on your life on a Sunday will end up being the very thing that is the obstacle on Monday because he's called you to higher things and you're not ready for them. And on a Sunday you're like, yeah, let's do this. Here we go, God. You get into Monday and you fall over the vision that he's called you to do because you're, you, you can't see straight. Can I challenge you? Don't try to sleep off your storm. It's not going to work when you wake up. Still going to be there. Don't ignore it um, because it's still there. Own the storm. Own the storm. Yes, it's a storm and it's my storm and I know why it's there. It's my storm. 
Don't be, this is kind of an underlying theme through this series, don't be complacent, lazy, and think, it'll pass and I, I won't have to do what God's called me to do. Or I won't have to change this part of my life. I can keep this and I can keep this with God and I can keep this part. And you, you find that they don't, they don't work together. Face your week. W-E-A-K. Face your week and knock it out. Knock it out. Well, I can't do it on my own. Well, the word of the Lord will come to you and he will help you to do it. He will help you to fight. I believe God has been speaking to us about the word fight. And in fact, our men's, re, our men's uh, we call it a men's retreat. It's kind of a men's gathering for two, uh, two days right in this room, uh, February 7th and 8th. We're going to meet here for an evening. We're going to leave. We're going to go bowling. We're going to come back the next day. We're going to have breakfast. We're going to meet again, and then you're going to go home um, after a lunch. We're gonna, then we'll meet again. Then you'll go home. But we're calling it fight, the fight, because I believe that um, often we don't fight enough. We just lay down. We just lay down, and we don't fight, and then the devil and God fight, and then God says, you're not, you're not with me in this? And I say, oh, what the heck? Do what you want, devil. And then the devil takes over your life, and then you come to church crying, oh, my God, I can't believe what's happened in my life. I don't know what's going on. Fight fight. It's at the same time that the word fight came to us for this group we're calling Fight Club. We have a club that meets together every Monday night to fight for our victory in areas of our life. I believe that the walk with Jesus is not a walk for the faint of heart. It's not for wimpy people. It's for people get some grit in your life and fight. Say amen, even if you don't believe it. Storms are coming. Get involved with God together. And then you also need together. That's why you need the fight club. That's why you need the, hey, all we did on Friday night with our 40s to 50s was played Yahtzee. And we did a little gambling at the same time. It was on the side and no one knew it. No, I'm just kidding. But all we did is had dinner and we fellowshipped that center part. We fellowshipped and a fight happened, I believe, that night. We, there was hardly one thing spiritual that happened that night. Spiritual by the church's standards. But uh, very spiritual things happened because this crossed this. I learned that today from, from Joe. And fellowship happened. And I felt like I fought a little bit harder for my walk with Jesus. That's why you need to get involved with the groups in our church. They're fun groups, they're, but they're also helpful. They're not just to have fun. They're to help you to learn to love Jesus. Verse 11, let's get through this. The sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, what should we do to make the sea calm down? Apparently, Jonah had woken up from his slumber, thankfully. Pick me up and throw me into the sea. It will become calm. He knew what was going on. He knew the storm was because of him. He faced his storm, didn't he? And it says, I know it's my fault. This is a great storm that has come upon you. Can I tell you, don't be Jonah, but also don't hang around Jonah's. I think uh, this is a separate sermon altogether, but Maybe the word of the Lord to you today, this would be an easier one than don't be Jonah, is if you're around a Jonah, 
then um, get them out of your life if, you don't, if, if they're not supposed to. Yes, you're supposed to love certain people, and you're supposed to keep, keep, keep loving them and love them all the way through. But there are some people in your life or in your phone. Let me look at my phone right here. Some of you, when you get a text from me, um, I, I label your middle name as an N, and you're like, what the heck? And people ask me that. It's because you're, I, just, I want all of my new song peeps to be in the same place, and somehow I can't figure out how to do that on my iPhone. So your middle name is Nate N. Bloom, all right? So when you get a text. So if I type an N, I can look at every person in the church. And let's see who I need to get rid of in my phone. Sometimes we need to do that. Maybe it's someone in your own household or your roommate or someone. You need to throw them overboard because they are causing the storm. The result, I believe, was when they threw them overboard, the sailors came to God, right? So maybe, and the storm definitely calmed down. Verse 15, it says, then they took Jonah, threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. Maybe the word of the Lord to you is throw that Jonah overboard in your life that's causing rough waters. Please don't take that to heart if that's like your husband. You're like, I'm good. The result, the sailors turned to God. What a great ending. But that's for another sermon. The purpose of this, and we're going to close here. And Brother Paul, would you come forward? Or uh, play something to hurry me up here. We're almost done. The purpose of this series, purpose for us is we are Jonah. So you're telling me that I need to jump overboard uh, of my ship? I don't, I don't know what I'm, I'm telling you to listen to the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you today? I believe that he could speak 90, 100, 150 different things to 150 different people in the room. How you are supposed to respond to the word of the Lord has come to you. What are you going to do about it? For Jonah... The word of the Lord, uh, the, the Lord provided a fish to swallow Jonah, right? He was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. And I would say to you today, well, maybe you feel like um, your journey that you're on, like you just got through the storm and now you're in another place and it's dark and it's cold and it actually smells kind of fishy. Maybe you're in a whale because... Still, Jonah hadn't got, he, God hadn't gotten Jonah's attention yet. There's nothing wrong with being in a tough place at times because maybe it's a place where God is speaking. And that's not fun to preach, but that is, that's the truth. I want you to close your eyes for a minute or, or just, just get retrospective for a minute. Think about your life. Maybe you want to keep your eyes open. I don't know. I don't have anything secret to do, but you need to do some business with God. I would want to say to somebody today that maybe God is looking to help you and you feel like he's hurting you because you're in a place that doesn't look like God would let you be. But Jonah was in a whale for crying out loud. Jonah was in a storm. Moses was in a tough spot. Noah was in a tough spot. He was in definite, a definite storm that was coming. He didn't even know, hoping a storm would come. And people were giving him a hard time. He was in a hard place. He was between a rock and a hard place. 
Paul was in a tough spot. You name it. You name the person in the Bible. Matthew was in a tough spot. He was a tax collector. And Jesus had said, follow me. And he's like, I can't because I'm doing this. What? That's what God does. He calls you in tough spots. But it's to bring you to a place of surrender. God wants to bring us to a place of surrender in our lives. I'll make, I'll make it real easy for you today. I could say, everybody that needs to surrender, you come to the front and yell out, I surrender, and sing a solo to God, I surrender all. One at a time, just come to the front and start doing it. I could have you do that, but I'm not going to have you do that. If you need to surrender something, you do what you need to do. But I'm going to make it easy on you because I'm in it with you. I need, I need parts of my life surrendered. But, I, but God would ask you to do this. Be transparent with him. Don't be a fake follower. Don't be a hypocritical believer. Don't be a um, complacent person. Don't hide away your addictions, your problems, your, your issues, and think that God doesn't see them because he does. That's, it's tough. Being a, uh, you can open your eyes for a minute. It's tough being a, a preacher or a, being a pastor because often people think um, that they're, well, they do. They really, I know some of you know me so well, and you're like, I don't think this, but they think they're perfect, and um, they're certainly not. They're just like anybody else, right? And so it's hard because you want to um, be transparent and say, man, my life has got problems. I got, I got things I need to give to God. and um, But you could live with those, and no one would know it. They would think you're doing so great, right? That's wrong, though. If you have the Holy Spirit with you, he won't let you have one day of peace until you get rid of that. Because the more God calls you to, because some of you, God's calling you to bigger things and, and har harder things and maybe more with more influence, the more he's going to convict you. And the more you won't be okay with um, leaving the Costco with one thing on your receipt that accidentally, really, could have been complete accident that you forgot to, uh, that they forgot to ring up. You just can't do it because you're like, oh my gosh, God's going to swallow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get swallowed in the whale that's on the way home from, from Costco. He's going to do that. Would you stand with me? We're closed. We're closing. Would you make a commitment? I said I would, I would make it easy on you. Thanks for listening today. Remember, God wants to do the impossible through you and me. We encourage you to become a deeper part of what we are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you.